Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. All right, welcome in, everybody. We welcome in Tim Fitzgerald joining us. Go PowerCat.com, at Life of Fitz on Twitter. Uh, it's been a long time since it's been this fun in November to talk about both K-State football and K-State basketball and the trajectory of both programs. Fitz, Cloud9 living right now? Well, it is interesting. It's kind of been a up-and-down road to get to here where K-State's in complete control of its own destiny. But uh, here we are with two games to play, and K-State needs to win these two, and they'll play in Arlington for a Big 12 title. And if they continue to play like they have with Will Howard, it's going to be a very entertaining stretch of football for K-State fans. I I wonder, Tim, we get the Will Howard news yesterday. Um, that he is the guy. It was sort of confusing language, I think, uh, or maybe this was two days ago, from Chris Kleiman, saying unquestionably that Will Howard's the guy, but also that Adrian Martinez isn't out out for the year. The tone of it felt like he was making the switch, but then he also had to Mm -hmm. mix in Adrian Martinez. I've said for – I think there's a world where both of these guys could play in a two-quarterback system that would be pretty lethal if Adrian Martinez is fully healthy – to come in and potentially run the ball at times. What what do you make of that situation and what it'll look like for the rest of this season? Well, I think Chris Kleiman was trying to leave the door open there that um, you better prepare for Adrian Martinez's running ability if you're Kansas or if they make it to the Big 12 title game. Uh, I think medically it'd be best probably if he didn't play, but when he says he's not done for the year, K-State's going to a bowl game. and He certainly will be uh, available from that, from what we're hearing. And uh, I think if you're Chris Kleiman, you recognize the fact that this kid has played a lot of football, but never a bowl game. Uh, and he, he'll he'll see the field in the bowl game. I have no doubt that Chris Kleiman will make that happen. Fitz, uh, Jacob and I have talked quite a bit over the last few days about just the, the overall um, development of Will Howard, what he has done from last season to this season. And then really giving a, a ton of credit to both Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein uh, for that development. And I feel like, and this is something that I don't want to take words out of Jacob's mouth, but he's mentioned it a couple of different times that he feels like Kansas State, maybe, what'd you say, Jacob, outside of Alabama, might be the best place for a, a quarterback mm-hmm. to come and get developed in the country? In the last your handful of years, on, yeah. Yeah, your your thoughts on the overall development of not just Will Howard, but what Chris Kleiman's been able to do with quarterbacks at K-State. <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's incredible. And Chris Kleiman's history with quarterbacks is remarkable. Uh, you know, what he did at North Dakota State. Um, he's got three guys in the NFL from up there, and, and now he comes down here, and Skylar Thompson's in the NFL. They're pretty um, interesting considering he's a defensive coach, but I think he does a great job of teaching quarterbacks how to understand and read defenses. He kind of unlocks the secrets to what defenses are doing. And that's really what Will Howard has changed with. He's, you know, we, we talk about the old cliche, it slowed down for him. <clears throat> but it actually means his, his ability to process and understanding uh, what's in front of him has sped up dramatically. And he, he now kind of scans the field and gets it. And Colin Klein's called him the, the smartest football player he's ever coached. Uh, and in post game on Saturday, you could kind of hear that. It's almost like a golfer out there just totally saying, you know, well, this safety was doing that and, and this guy was doing that. And I saw this and that. I'm like, and that's all, that all took place in you know, a split second or two. Um, you know, and golfers can recount everything that happened with every shot. And that's the way Will Howard was going through his plays. And it realized, I realized, man, this, this kid literally is absorbing everything around him right now like a computer. He looks so different on the field. It's shocking. In fact, he joked about it that last year he was a running quarterback that couldn't throw. And this year he's a throwing quarterback that can't run uh, because he's so confident in the pocket. He understands where the pressure's coming from that <clears throat> he just stays in there. But I think we'll see him run a little bit more here at West Virginia um, because I think teams are going to start adjusting how they handle Will Howard and realize that um, they've got to take away the pass and, and force him to run if, if need be. How dangerous is West Virginia out there? Is if, if we're power ranking the weirdness of places, where does Morgantown stack up with Ames? Because we already saw Ames get weird this year. Um, so, are you know, is Morgantown as, as wacky as Ames, or, or how worried are you about this game out there on the road? I am from just from the standpoint that West Virginia is a totally different team at home than on the road. I mean, it's a competitive Big 12 team at home and not so much on the road, so that that is an interesting test for Kansas State. Um, it, it's not as wacky as Ames because, you know, this year the fans aren't bought in. Uh, they, they've kind of cashed out of West Virginia football right now, which is the biggest explanation why the Mountaineers keep playing on ESPN Plus um, because their fans aren't engaged. And Iowa State fans are always engaged. They're incredible. They just never stop being engaged with their team. And West Virginia has moved on from Neil Brown um, as a fan base. and um, But yet the team still wins at home. So this is a threat for Kansas State. They need to take care of it. But I feel like this team is very laser-focused now on the finish line. As far as last weekend was concerned, Fitz, uh, that was as big of a statement victory for the Kansas State defense on the road in Waco against Baylor as we've seen um, basically all season. They did a really good job on limiting Baylor on third down. The Bears were 4 of 12. They were 0 of 3 on fourth down. Uh, so on those downs where it mattered the most, the Kansas State defense locked down. There had been, I think, a few questions leading into this game last weekend after what we saw in the first half against Texas. Of course, they were able to, the defense was able to get things locked down on Bijan Robinson in the second half, but questions leading into this game against Baylor about exactly where does this defense stand. How do you feel right now after the, the Wildcats limited Baylor to three points? Very impressive, you know, and, and I'm as guilty as anyone talking about Will Howard, Will Howard, Will Howard, but the defense was also incredible. And, and granted, you know, they kind of fit together so perfectly in that game. They really worked in unison 
Will Howard in the offense possessed the ball for almost 38 minutes in the game, so Baylor didn't have many opportunities on the field. Uh, and when they got out there, the defense just kind of stymied them, particularly in that second half where they went scoreless. And, and holding, you know, three out of the, what, they've played seven Big 12 teams now without a touchdown is, is highly impressive in this conference. Yeah, that first half against Texas sticks out because it was costly and they didn't play well and they, they, they needed to make adjustments quicker than they did. But, boy, they came back and answered. And Honestly, guys, I, I, as I break down this game, as much a threat as I think West Virginia is, I'm not sure how the Mountaineers will score enough points against this defense to overcome what Will Howard and the offense can put up. The defense, we've seen them. The Texas thing still confuses me now even more than ever. Why did that happen? And how capable is the defense of letting that happen in some of these big games down the stretch? Because they're going to get tested again, um, whether it's this week or to some degree maybe against KU or a Big 12. Like, they're going to be those moments again. How confident are you that the Texas first half doesn't happen again? I, I am uh, in terms of – what they'll face in the Big 12 now, it does get interesting if they make it to the Sugar Bowl and play a highly athletic Southeastern Conference team that might be constructed a little bit more in terms of raw athletes like Texas. And that was really the problem is um, Texas in the first half turned that into an athletic contest and not a football game. And they just out, out athletic to K-State in so many ways. And then K-State adjusted in the, at halftime and you know, Bijan Robinson, a running back like that, is just a tremendous um, difficulty for K-State because they have stripped down this defense to be smaller to handle these passing games. So if you get into a big physical team, and Texas has a big physical line with a really powerful running back, that can give K-State problems. So it's just another one of those stories in the Big 12. It's all about matchups and how the teams fit together. Uh, that's why it makes this conference so entertaining is because everyone can beat everyone it just depends on the matchup, and, and that's exactly what's happened with West Virginia beating some schools and, and certainly why Texas gave K-State so many problems in the half. Not to look past the Mountaineers this weekend, Fitz, but uh, next Thursday is Thanksgiving, so uh, we won't have you on the show. We won't have a show at all. Um, looking ahead to the Sunflower Showdown Saturday after Thanksgiving, What's your level of excitement for K-State and KU inside uh, the bill this week or next weekend? A lot. I mean, it's going to be the most meaningful game in many years. Um, KU should have Jalen Daniels back. Hope he doesn't get hurt again um, because it'll make a really entertaining game. If, you know, if K-State does beat West Virginia and KU doesn't beat Texas, then that game will mean a must win for Kansas State. The irony being if, if KU knocks off Texas again and K-State wins, they're into the Big 12 championship no matter what because they'll own the tiebreakers. But uh, that that game being at night on Fox, nationally televised, uh, I think is a compliment to both football programs. And it, it kind of flies in the face of um, these aren't big markets and these teams can't, surely can't draw viewers. So I'll be intrigued to see what that Fox number is after these te- two teams hook up because I think it could be a really entertaining football game. Yeah, I do too. I do too, and that's next week. We'll see if we can squeeze you in early next week because we'll we'll be one to be preview great. that game. Um, Fitz, let's talk basketball right now. Fill in the blank. K-State basketball will finish blank in the Big 12 this year. I'll go with seventh. I, 
I don't know okay. that they're good enough to get over the hump, but that seventh place puts them right on the bubble, probably of the NCAA tournament. And I, I'm, with that prediction, I'm being ultra cautious because from what I'm seeing of this team, um, they're better than the teams I've seen at seventh so far. But we're only a few games in. Maybe injuries will hit. Maybe they'll have some dysfunction. But right now, uh, where this team is, is um, surprising and pleasing for K-Staters. They don't have a lot of tests in the Stone Conference, even some of the teams that you thought might be good, such as Wichita State and Butler, uh, are kind of in the down cycle right now. Uh, so th- they should have a lot of success in the non-conference, and we'll see if that actually prepares them for what's going to be a hyper-competitive Big 12. Uh, just ask Gonzaga about that. Well, the Wildcats went on the road on Friday to take on Cal. Uh, they jumped out to a 15-point lead at halftime, ended up defeating the Golden Bears by nine. This is a Cal team that um, is yet to has yet to win a game this season. Uh, is there much you can take away from the results of that game out on the West Coast over the weekend, Fitz, or uh, do you feel like as we get more into the non-conference, there's a little bit more that we can take away? Well, I think what we can take away is fair is that you know, they got up by 20 points early in the second half, and it got down to one. Um, so I think that defines where this team is right now, a team capable of, you know, absolutely stepping onto someone else's home court and blowing them out, and then within a, you know, a, a snap of the fingers, squandering that lead because they lose their focus and, and kind of lose their way. Um, but then they gather themselves and, and stretch it back out to nine to win the game comfortably. Uh, and I think that might be exactly what we see from this team over the course of the non-conference certainly is a team that uh, might look incredible in some games and then you know step it back in other games and find themselves in a real tussle. Uh, but the one trend we've seen so far with this team um, through the exhibition in two games is they're really good in the first half and then they let off the gas. And Jerome Tang's very aware of that, and he knows he needs to get his team kind of locked back in at halftime and, and ready to play because if you want to compete in the Big 12, it better be a 40-minute team. You start taking off too much time, you're going to get smoked in this conference. It's it's interesting. I don't know. Do you know anything about Kansas City? That should be no problem tonight, right? I haven't seen anything from the yeah. Ruse this year. Um, it's a yeah. true roadie, they, right? And we got a true roadie here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, UMKC lost their opener, I believe, to Lincoln, which was uh, picked last in the MIAA. So, um that is a, a horrific loss for a Division One program. Uh, and then they played better against LSU. Um, so, you know, UMKC coming in. It's interesting tonight. It's a doubleheader at Bramage Coliseum. The men are first at 530. Uh, the women play number four Iowa at eight. So if you go to the men's game, you can stick around and watch a little women's hoops. Um, at least that's the hope. But uh, considering this weekend's a road game, I appreciate the 530 tips. So I'm not at Bramage all night. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Tim, What's what do you guys have at GoPowerCat.com? I imagine a lot of content now because you guys are having to churn it out uh, double time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the overlap, and so we'll have a lot of coverage tonight of this game. I'll have my post-game basketball walk and talk video up available. We've got some daily deliveries. I think people find entertaining, and if you want to really get kind of cranked up for this weekend's game, we dropped our uh, PowerCat pregame podcast this morning, so it's available at GoPowerCat or your your chosen uh, podcast network provider. All right, Fitz. Well, uh, have fun. Good luck. Let's. Are you going to Morgantown? Yep, absolutely. Flying out 
Saturday, or excuse me, Friday morning out of uh, Kansas City, and then uh, our return flight back from Pittsburgh is at 6 a.m. Sunday. So I'm very happy that it's not a night game. Are are you are you gonna grow out your beard to to blend in? Get get your best flannel. Uh, I don't know what other things to make fun of West Virginia for, uh, but well, you know, fill fill in for us yeah. here. I, I got an issue here. I can grow a goatee, that, but every time I try to grow something more, I simply look homeless. Um, it's Joe Dirt. I, You've got the Joe I, Dirt beard. How did he describe it? Yep. I can try, but it just grows in all white trashy on its own? Yep, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, let it and, go. Uh, just I, let it go. But see, <clears throat> see you got to understand, though, I, it's okay because this year the Mountaineer mascot is a female, and thankfully she doesn't have a beard. Yeah, well, that's that's good news. Uh, all right, Fitz, gopowercat.com. Check out the content. Safe travels. We'll talk to you. We'll get you in next week ahead of the, uh, the Sunflower yep. Showdown. We'll have to do it before Thursday when we're off the air. Uh, but let's certainly do that next week. We appreciate it as always. Absolutely. Okay, boys, thank you. You can follow him, you can follow him at Life of Fitz on Twitter. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more Sports Daily after this. <laughs> We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.